Hey Dream Chasers and Aspiring Game Changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome to Next Level Brand Behavior. Your dose of creative fuel to help you catch those dreams, stop overthinking, and elevate that life-changing brand. So I'm glad you're here with me today, and if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I just want you to know I have a complete obsession with brand development, whether it's personal brand development or business brand development. So my goal with my podcast is to always introduce you to some phenomenal people who I believe are mastering their industries and really leveling up in their careers and in their businesses and really shining bright. So I'm excited because they're reaching their goals and they're here to help you reach your goals as well. So you are in for a treat today because this past February, I had the honor of having a candid conversation. And yes, it was an interview, but (laughs) our interviews are always conversational with two incredible people, Afenya Montgomery, the founder of the I Can Collective, and Domati Pongo, journalist and host of the new series, MTV's True Life Crime. I believe that these two individuals have mastered and conquered the art of collaboration. And not just with each other, with other industry leaders, Fortune 500 enterprises, and other smaller organizations. They've got it and they've done it. And if anyone knows, collaboration equals innovation. And so I believe it's really important when you're trying to level up in your career and catch your dreams that you really understand the art of collaboration and how to do so. There's a method to the madness. There's a formula. So let's get it. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope that if you're trying to get a mentor, build out your tribe, get a new business partner, get a new teammate, that this episode inspires you to take action in a strategic way. So enjoy. Y'all like super siblings. That's what I call you. Super siblings. Super siblings. Super So I'm I'm super excited to be having a conversation um, with you two today. Um, Miss Ophelia Montgomery and Dola T. Pongo. Man, I call y'all super siblings. Because I, I love what I love about the two of you is that you two are powerhouses in your own right. And you support each other. Mm. And we always talk about, and I mean, it is Black History Month, and we're always talking about how important it is as African-Americans to collaborate. But one of the biggest challenges that we have, too, is family and friends that, you know, collaborating. And, you know, how do you effectively make that work? And you two do it so well in such a, you make it look easy. (laughs) <laughs> you make it look easy, but you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I want to know, I know a little bit about your history, both of you, but you know, I always ask my guests, what's your creative love story? When did your gift make its debut? Was it somebody along the way that inspired your journey? I know that, you know, I want you to tell it a little bit. I know a little bit about your backgrounds and it may not always line up, you right, know, with right. where you are now. Um, and there's somebody out there who's studying something and their journey might take a hard left and they don't even know, but they may have something that they that's going on on the inside right now yeah. that they need to just kind of point out and work through that. So 
Let's start with you, Ophelia, and tell us your story. So my creative love story is a little different because, like you said, I did a lot of pivoting uh, over the years. I literally went from um, wanting to be a fashion stylist and dress people like Beyonce and travel the world to going into healthcare and now into um, entrepreneurship with having my own business. And um, it everything has been very different on the surface. But those uh, skills that I learned, you know, long ago from, you know, my first job in high school, I've carried through the whole time. So, um, you know, what you say uh, resonate. It's not always like where you start or what you think you're going to do uh, that you end up doing, you know, for the rest of your life. And I still I'm, I'm still feeling like I'm just getting started. So I'm sure it'll change a million times over, uh, you know, over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I- I think we got lucky too because we saw our father pivot and change careers so many times throughout his life and later in his life. So that when we made pivots in our personal career journeys, it didn't feel, it was something we witnessed before. You know, like my dad right. was uh, a PhD, a teacher, professor, then became a nurse, just a hard pivot, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, but my, my creative journey probably started with. When I was six years old, I would say my oldest sister, uh, me and I think his big sister, Nunya, um, taught me how to rap and helped me write my first verse when I was six years old. And so I was a kid just trying to rap and, and that became like my first love was hip hop. And, you know, throughout high school, that was a big part of my identity. That's, that's what I wanted to do. But I ended up going to school for economics and worked in corporate America for a year, hated it, came back home to Chicago and recalibrated and went in the media and, and things began to take off from there. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, I was thinking maybe Afeni was setting up spaces, running events. She was encouraging you while you uh, had the mic. Y'all were just like small children running around. <laughs> Not even. Matter of fact, I think one of the, what's so dope too, when you talk about like the challenges of family supporting one another, I think a lot of people want their family, like even on the music side, they're, they're like, oh, you know, my friend's supposed to post my mixtape. My sister and them mm-hmm. supposed to post my mixtape. But sometimes you want your family just to be your family. Yeah. And people want people to support them, but the art that you create or the business that you create might not even serve that person. If I think I, in her spare time wouldn't listen to the type of music I make, why should she listen to it just because I'm her brother? Mm-hmm. So it taught me early on, like, if I create something that's so magnanimous and undeniable, she'll by proxy hear about it from someone else before I even get a chance to get, get to myself. In both ways, like the, the events, but I always support, she, we always supported one another and gave each other advice and supported one another. But as far as like, you know, I come to I Can events because I get value from I Can events. Mm-hmm. And second, because this is my sister. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. If it were like makeup parties, you wouldn't necessarily come. Like, mm-hmm. why would he come? That, mm-hmm. that would be support, but not in a way that feeds him in any way. So, mm-hmm. right, right. I'm glad you said that because um, we were, um, I was in an event before and we were talking about the the biggest concern with people, with friends and family, not coming and not supporting. But you're right. The value has to be there. Mm-hmm. There have to, there has to be same values. If I'm a vegetarian, I can't buy your burgers. You right, know, I can't right. eat them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, but my support may be to share it on social media. Tell my friend who I know mm-hmm. loves beef. You know, right. you know, my, my my sister is selling burgers. There's different levels of support. You just have to find where you fit in. Mm-hmm. You have to find where you fit in. 
somewhat thinking about support and collaboration. How do you two like just generally in one sentence just define what collaboration is? This is the collaboration expert. <laughs> <laughs> I think collaboration is um That's working. the C and I can, ain't it? It is. It is. Innovation, collaboration, accountability network. Yes. And I think collaboration is um, working together towards a goal. Now, each party can have separate goals, but the the um, destination is the same. And it's a mutual benefit. So, you know, you want to collaborate with people where there's some mutual benefits, some reciprocity. And it, it doesn't always have to be money. It doesn't always have to... Um, look the way that you think it's supposed to look collaboration looks so many different ways so um an interesting thing is like in the event space collaboration could be that you know someone donated the waters that we drink right mm -hmm. so th that's collaboration and shout out to box, box water, water. <laughs> shout out to box water who has been donating waters to me for a year um i think you know, that, that's a form of collaboration. Another uh, form from, you know, in, in my world is to uh, get together and do like a Twitter chat. That's Amatee's world too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's collaboration. Um, you can get together to throw an event. You can get together to get on a podcast. There's so many ways and you just have to think about what you need and what that person needs and how um, those two things can combine and create something great for both of you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If it's one-sided, it's just not going to work. I get approached for a lot of one-sided collabs and I yeah. need, I need that. Um, I need it to feed both of us. Yeah. Uh -huh. I would say exact same thing, working together toward a mutually beneficial goal by meeting someone where they are. And that, I think that's the important part too. Sometimes you come, you have a vision for someone else's business and so, you know, I come to a family and I can because I see the I can becoming X because the I can becoming X serves me and my purpose. But if I meet a family where she is, then uh, I can create a, an authentic collaboration that is genuine to where she wants to go. And if that serves my purpose, too, then cool. Mm -hmm. then, then now we locked in and now we're moving forward. Nice, nice. I love like today, you know, at a fingers event, that was some serious collaboration mm -hmm. you know it was just a coming together of different minds yeah. and everyone has different gifts dreams ideas vision for their lives well we all know we wanted to grow together so we're collaborating together to grow that's our mutual goal mm -hmm. and so um i totally yeah. totally agree you know what has been one of your most rewarding collaborations what collaboration have you had that you were like man it kind of set, it set a standard. I got one that I'm a um, shameless plug, Domiti, but <laughs> Domiti collaborated with me on his MTV music, uh, MTV TV uh, true crime uh, preview screening. Yeah. And um, it was dope. Like, yeah. like that really set the tone for the space because that was one of the first events, but also one of the first um, corporate backed events in the space um, and it, it really set the bar because it, it let me hit the ground running with okay this is what the space looks like this is what it can do and because of um, the amount of people the amount of brand collaboration within that 
mm-hmm. one event because we had a, a group of sponsors, small black biz, small black businesses and business owners coming together to support this awesome um, first step that somebody from Chicago is taking. Like right. there was so many levels of collaboration in that one event. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Everybody had that shared goal, but everybody had a different thing that they were bringing to um, the space. And we had two vendors that were alcohol um, vendors. No yeah. competition, right? Collaboration needs to just take a precedence over competing with each other. Yeah. Because how can you move the needle forward if we're always just fighting for one position at the top? There are many positions mm-hmm. that we can take at the top. Yeah. No, that was a good one. And just just for context, for your listeners who might not be familiar, uh, True Life Crime is the show I host on MTV News where we investigate murder mysteries. And the first episode was based in Chicago and aired January 8th. And we did the screening here, the first look, the first time anyone in the world outside of people close to the project had ever seen it was in the I Can Collective space uh, because we did the debut uh, event here. But my, my collaboration would be with the Chicago Urban League for the Culture, Race, and Equity podcast. Um, because at the time, I had this idea and this vision for figuring out how to create content and multimedia content for organizations that had the, the you know sweat equity in terms of doing good for our community, but may not have connected all the dots when ter- in terms of getting the message out there to the masses. And so I pitched this idea to the external affairs VP at the time about, you know, y'all already got the following, y'all already have the connections to get power players on a, on a show and get them interviewed to talk about what it is that they do and how that serves, you know, the constituency for, this, for the Chicago Urban League. And I pitched the idea, they took it. And that really not only helped me professionally and grow as a content creator, but monetarily it helped put me on my feet as well. During that time I had a high profile, but the pockets didn't match the profile. And, and so they, they helped me in more ways than one. I was real proud of that one. And it was one of those examples of starting before I was ready because I didn't fully know exactly how I envisioned it, but uh, it came out. That, that, was, that was something I was real proud of. Nice. Um, Double T, I know, now this one is Okay. <laughs> I didn't read the questions anyway. So I, I missed that email. So yeah. <laughs> you were pro in this. I mean, it, you know, you have to understand my my nervousness with interviewing a journalist. Like, <laughs> oh, you said me. But you know, earlier today when we were talking before mm-hmm. a phase event, I asked you how have you been able to orchestrate just kind of your transitions, mm. you know, and you said something to me that was incredible about. If I can sum it up, and I, you know, I love for you to just kind of follow up um, and fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. You were saying that you made yourself bigger, put yourself out there as being bigger than maybe you were actually where people may have actually seen you in mm-hmm. that space, right. but you were putting yourself out there like I am that I'm I'm, I'm that dude. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so instead of being an attendee, you pitched to be on a panel right. for an event, and so I thought that was really powerful information because. Sometimes, and that's that's a form of collaboration. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna collaborate with you at a higher level. The attendee is a collaborator too. Right, you know, right. but sitting on a panel, let me be at this level. Mm-hmm. You know, because I should be at that level. Mm-hmm. And so, um, could you talk just a little bit about that? Because I think that's that's powerful. Sometimes we underestimate the power of our collaboration with organizations and people. Yeah, I think one of my, one of my mantras is uh, everything 
we do is as big or as small as we choose to make it. And so, you know, a simpler way is to, you know, people say fake it till you make it, but I don't, I don't see it as faking it. I feel like you know where you're going and you want to be a millionaire, you conduct yourself as a millionaire now. You know, you, a lot of people say I'm an aspiring so-and-so. If you just start doing it, you are no longer an aspiring anything, you know? <laughs> and so when I would, um, you know, even when I, when I sought collaborations or sought mentors, I wouldn't reach out and send an email and ask someone to be a mentor. I would request an interview. And then I would just ask them questions from the perspective of a mentee. And so they don't know that, you know, this is a mentoring session. To them, it's an interview. But yeah. to me, it's mentoring. But they forever look at me as a peer. Yeah. Rather than Robert Feeder, who, uh, you know, is a prominent media blogger here in Chicago. I met him first on a panel um, and asked him off off the record some questions just about the industry. But it was really came off probably to him as just we're just having conversation. But for me, I was looking at somebody who spent decades in the industry and I have one on one FaceTime with him. And he's looking at me as a peer who was a fellow reporter and a news director at WVON 1690 AM. Now, in my heart of hearts, you know, I knew the challenges that I was going through, but I didn't lay that at his feet. What I laid at his feet was my competency and my ability to just talk to you on a, on a, on a level as equals. And I think that that was one of, that's something I learned from, from my sister because I would follow a finger around and her friends, you know, she's oh, six years, my senior. So like, she she was six years is a long time when you uh when I'm 12 and she's 18. So I had to conduct myself in a way that that allowed her to want to keep little bro around. <laughs> and so I carried she on play. She on play. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna embarrass her in front of her bougie kid with her friends. So I got oh, to glitches from Winnie Young. Winnie Young. So she knows something about bougie. And so like that, that same thing carried with me throughout my professional career is like, all right, how do I get over this imposter syndrome and how do I get a seat at the table and let them know that I feel like I belong until I realize I don't have to let them know shit. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is just belong and be. Yeah. And, and and interact as a peer. And then can I cuss on your podcast? I'm sorry. Look, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, love podcast. I love that answer too about um in um instead of taking people um and asking them to be your mentor, ways that you can connect with them in a different way. Um, it's kind of the I can is kind of like that. Yeah. I look at people who I want to learn from and they speak, they come out and speak, and I'm in the audience soaking it all up, yeah. yes. just like any other. You book them. Whoever you want to learn from, you book them. Whoever <laughs> I want to learn from, I book them. Like I literally come on, Michelle Obama. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, I may not get a chance with you um to do the, as all of us being consultants, and we know the pick your brain session, right? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen. You have to listen to podcasts. You have to um, read articles. You have to read what they're putting on LinkedIn. And you have to go to events where they are and connect with them. That's the best way to do that. But that's going to be the cheapest way. A person who costs $30,000 to get in a room and you buy a $200 ticket. Yeah. Yeah, like that's fast. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's I don't fast. think people understand the power of that. And don't get us wrong. Nothing wrong with explicitly asking for mentorship or oh, asking for coffee. hundred percent. But it's just another another way. Another to way. Mm -hmm. it, because sometimes it, sometimes it can they can be too busy for coffee or they can be mm -hmm. hard to catch up with or you don't have an in um, to even be able to ask them for that. But 
ask for what you want. Definitely be bold enough to ask for what you want mm-hmm. and what you need. And all they can say is no. And, and I know this is a long answer. One more thing. <laughs> I, I, I think the, one of the keys to successful collaborations, too, is, you know, I talk about meeting people where they are because you find out what people's desires are. So before I book somebody or reach out for mentorship, I'm Googling them and researching what they're focused on. What if they posted on Twitter? What if they posted last on Facebook, on Instagram? And then after doing some cyber stalking, then I, I've seen, oh, she keeps talking about her book. She wants to talk about her book. So what am I working on that will elevate her book? Mm-hmm. Now it's mutually beneficial for her. And I also get to have this conversation with this person about about X. And so that happens too. So when, you, when you're seeking collaborations, like not make sure you're not singularly focused on what you're getting out of it and what the person wants to get out. So I think, I think that's what really helped too when I, when I'm seeking mentorship, when I'm talking to folks, it's like, yo, I want to talk to you about your book. All right. Versus <laughs> I want you to help me figure out what I need to do in my life. <laughs> right, right. So true. Yeah. Right. They'll make time for, for that, but they won't make time for, for the latter. Yeah. Right. It's really good to know who you're trying to connect with so, to right. make sure it's mutually beneficial. I feel like mutually beneficial are, is the key, the key term here because it can go real left. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mutual mm-hmm. benefit is so important. And, um, what you said about no, my largest, like the biggest pet peeve is to ask me for some type of collaboration and not have any idea what I do. Mm. But you want, what is your purpose in wanting to collaborate? I remember somebody asking me um, for a, a big ask and then asking me, do I do events? And I couldn't understand. You absolutely know nothing about me if you don't know that I myself host events. <laughs> there's there's no reason to want to collaborate with me. If you don't know Coca-Cola sells soda or pop or whatever you call it, you don't know Coca-Cola sells pop, then why do you want to collaborate with them? Mm-hmm. Right. That is the biggest mistake. Right. Don't talk to somebody about their area of expertise and not have read their book. If, if you haven't read it, talk about why you haven't read it and when you're going to read it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. I haven't read your book. I just picked it up. Yeah. Let's talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. I can't wait to read your book. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to get it yet. I just ordered it on Amazon. Whatever that can. Don't yeah. say, have you ever written a book before? Right. Oh, my gosh. Right. This right. is great information. And if you can help it, don't reach out to you, Red. Right. <laughs> right. Read. Read. about it. Exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah. Find a, a cliff note. Find a, you know. Yes. You... Get a PDF until it comes in the mail. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's, that's yes. Um, if you get caught slipping and happen to meet them before you read the book, that's one thing. But try to read the book. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, try yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, that shows support. It shows you support. Know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, no matter what level you are in your career, you want support. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, if you read my book, that's support. I mean, yeah. Yeah. and I, I may want to support you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. exactly. And it's 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 um everyone has an air of selfishness to them. It is part of the human existence. It's we're wired like that for survival purposes because humans are animals too. So when you come to someone talking about them first, they're gonna perk up. I don't care exactly. how humble they are. Yeah. It's just it's just is when you say yo on page thirty nine when you said X Y Z that hit my soul. Oh my! Thank you so much. What's your name? What do you do? Now I'm interested in you. Now, why did why did that particular part of my book speak to you? Makes me interested in who you are as a person. That that thing connects both of us, yeah. and now we have a deep connection. Now I can now we can work together. 
people value authentic relationships. Nobody yes. wants to be used. So if you're showing authentic interest in me and what I do, then maybe there's something there because you will automatically come with the right formula for collaboration. Mm-hmm. If you're reaching out to the person to collaborate, why don't you know about them? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Is there a way to come back from like a bad collaboration? Like, is there a way for somebody to redeem themselves if, you know, the, the collaboration just went left, the follow through wasn't there, they didn't show up like they were supposed to? Do you have like one tip on how do you come back from a bad collaboration? How, how does some collaboration, how does somebody get back in the good graces of someone if they want to reconnect with them? So, not just the ask, but you follow through with the collaboration. Not just the ask of collaboration fell flat, but y'all follow through. You're about you follow, y'all collaborated, and it was and, a failure. And, 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 and it, it failed, but, yeah. but this person's like, I need, I, but I need to collaborate back because they see, yeah. they yeah. see how beneficial it is to collaborate with yeah. you, and they figured out, okay. I know what went left. I know where I went wrong. Is there a way to come back from that? I think you just, yeah, that's a great question. And I think you answered it with the, I know what went left. I know what went wrong. The worst, again, another pet peeve. The collaboration went bad and you don't notice it. Only I do. You have to know what went south about it. Why? What we could do to fix it. What were some of the missteps? What did you do? What did I do? Because now we're brainstorming because Everything isn't perfect. And so, like, if we both notice the issue, that's one thing. If one person did all the work and you were in la-la land and just had a good time and you thought that, oh, man, this is great. When are we going to do it again? And, you know, the other person is like, oh, um, never. Yeah. <laughs> that's different. Yes. I think knowing. Self-awareness. Yeah, yeah self-awareness, self-awareness and awareness of the situation. Yeah, and I think in a lot of where we're coming from, it was speak for myself, but mm-hmm. I've made these mistakes. And that's why mm-hmm. that's why I'm I've learned to be genuinely interested in another person to mm-hmm. because I made the and mistake I made in the past with with a partnership led to a very productive postmortem. And so mm-hmm. postmortem meetings are really important. You sit down and talk to the person and say, Hey, this is where I feel like I could have showed up a little better for you. This, 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 and this. In the future, I've learned from this interaction that I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Some people, you're not going to immediately get back in their good graces. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people, they've got to go see you be successful in other arenas before Mm -hmm. they circle back. But the door will always be open to inviting you back in if you guys have had that closure post-mortem. Uh, conversation and as long as it's solution oriented and not a finger pointing type of situation um but there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, missteps in the collaboration between myself and mtv as i was working with the icann the icann didn't know a lot of the behind the scenes uh my sister know but i'm talking about the icann as an institution didn't know a lot of the uh, you know the behind the scenes but i had a very productive post-mortem with my team at mtv and from there they showed up they tremendously after that, you know, flew executives to Chicago to attend the, uh, the, the, the screen and had the executives escort me from every single press stop that I had in Chicago. And then from there forward, booked some dope press interviews for True Life to elevate the stories. And we've had great communication from that, but it came from the postmortem that we had. So I think having those open conversations that are honest about how either both of you could have showed up better um, and making sure that it's goal oriented and not I'm right <laughs> oriented. I think you can you can bounce back. Sounds like self-awareness and communication. And communication. Self-awareness and communication. I mean, yeah, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to be open to that. 
And I think you have to set that standard, you know, even for the collaboration. Yeah, you know, yeah. if, you know, after this, like you said, after we do this, let's have a conversation about how it went. Yes, you know, yeah. setting the standards and communicating and having self-awareness about the actual partnership. That's right. Nice. I mean, y'all dropped a lot of gems. <laughs> <laughs> or I, I just, I interviewed someone else and they said she was silver bullets. I was like, well, y'all shot some silver bullets. <laughs> <laughs> take that one. Yeah, silver bullets. <laughs> You know, as we're like coming to a close, tell me, you know, what's next for you? I just, you know, we we just left your event. And I mean, you're doing some amazing stuff in your new space. And I don't know, anybody on the mic don't know, Afinia is like my business bestie. Yes. I mean, we just, <laughs> when I talk about collaboration, we know our relationship, mm-hmm. you know. That's right. We're not on the phone talking about a whole lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. We know this is what we do. This is our strength. It's a, a full four-hour conversation. And I think that's key. You have to know the people that you're collaborating, know what the strengths mm-hmm. are. But, that's you right. know, you everybody doesn't get every part of you. Right. You know, it's, it, right. You know, it's not... That, that's yes. not necessary because you can mess up the collaboration if you open up avenues and doors yeah. to information they don't even care about. You're like, wait, I didn't ask you for all of that. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you really right. didn't ask you for all of that. And so it's really good to know what their relationship is and, you know, what the goals are, where you are. So business bestie. Yeah. <laughs> What's next for you? <laughs> so I have coming up the Beast Your Business Summit, which is a an interactive conference for women who hustle. So if you are out there and you're looking to start a business, create, um, monetize your passions, create, launch, scale. That's what it's all about. And it's April 3rd through the 5th. And it's going to be super dope. But um, other than that, Wine Dine Mastermind, that's what we had today, which is um, an intimate curated dining experience. Once again, for women and men show up to all the events too. But women um, who are looking to build those businesses. So just a calendar of upcoming events. I am now officially a Grow With Google partner. So partner, yes, partner with Google for workshops uh, that help um, black and brown entrepreneurs create businesses that are visible online. So building up their online presence and really showing up to uh, use technology to leverage, um, leveraging technology to build their businesses. So that's what I'm all about. I, I, I will say it all the time and a million times over. I'm about business. If you want to talk about business, I am here. If you want to talk about how to monetize, I am here. If you want to talk about, you know, some new shoes at the mall, I am not here. Right, <laughs> so right, right, right. so I, I am like literally on a, um, real tunnel vision trajectory right now because uh the goal is to make it to a million because only 1.6 women um in business make it to one million dollars and the uh the numbers are way more bleak for black women so that's what i need us to do i need us to do that and um i'm here for it i'm trying to find all the people who have done it to tell us their stories and how we can do it too i love that yeah i'm thinking really quickly Cause you drop Google in there real quick. <laughs> you drop that in there, and Google is huge. Yeah. And you know, so many, especially um, people of color, you know, want to connect with large companies yes. like Google. Could you tell us really quickly how you managed to get that collaboration? Yes. 
massage relationships, people. Stop staying in the house and not talking to people about who you are and what you do. Real quick, the, the person who connected me is Google Digital Coach Ginger, Ginger Birkenbuehl, and she is the CEO of Burke Creative. When I met her, she was not a Google Digital Coach, right? Stop cutting off relationships because people, you, you feel that people have no use. Learn people, learn who they are, figure out what they do, talk to them, share with them. If they're not, if, if it's somebody who's not for you, they're not for you, right? Mm-hmm. But if there's somebody that you connect with and there's no immediate way to, uh, the, the relationship is just a relationship. Mm-hmm. Just value that. People um, meet me today and want to collaborate tomorrow. Right, right. Can we figure out what and who each other are first? Right. And I and that's what happened with um Google. Like I said, Ginger was hadn't even started her journey with Google at that time in this way. Maybe she was connected to them, but not in the way that she is today. And now, because I met her at the beginning and our connection was through business, when she grew, I grew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I grew, she grew, right? So start those relationships, build those bonds and figure out what other people need and be there for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I hope that wasn't a hard work and determination type of answer. <laughs> no, that was, that was specific. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because I was, I was thinking about relationships that I've had and what, how they became to be fruitful and the deepest ones. Even, even as you guys were talking, I was thinking about collaborations I've done that have gone wrong. And when I did a collaboration that went wrong because our relationship as people, as two individuals, was good. I was like, he's a good friend. He's just bad at this thing. Yes. That guy went on to manage Juju, who was uh, Megan Thee Stallion's producer, Lil Ju on the beat. He produced, um, what's, the, what's, the, what's the first song that Meg got that went hot? It's not Hot Girl Summer, it ain't Cat. No. Uh, Cash. Cat, yeah. He produced, produced Cash. He produced most uh, of her, her first album. Oh, wow. And that was his, that was his, that's his artist. And they ended up yeah. coming to MTV and we built a relationship. Because, of the, because when you mess up with somebody you like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Both yes. of us had some fault in that collaboration, yeah. but we liked one another. And so we maintained our relationship. Yes. And so many other relationships that have materialized over the years, you know, came from just massaging relationships, staying in touch authentically. And then when it made sense, those collaborations happened organically. Yeah. So timing. Timing. Timing, timing, is, timing is key. Timing mm-hmm. is key. I, I, I think people too often don't, they're too out for figuring uh, out like how this can benefit me right now. Right what now, can right be, now. What part of it? We got. We, we met after lunch. We got to do an idea. We got to. <laughs> only if it. Only if it's right. Only, only if the if time right. is right and the energy energy was right and everything. If it makes sense, and then you might wait four years down the line mm-hmm. and then become both of y'all are Google partners now because y'all yeah. individually spent time honing the relationship, learning one another, getting clearer about each other's goals, yeah. and now y'all can meet in the middle at the top. Funny you say that. We whiteboarded about four dry erase boards with goals and outcomes for partnership with Google. You and you and Ginger? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yep. About four dry erase boards. Um, When this came up, when this opportunity came up, yeah, I think things look a lot easier than they are when they're online. 
it, it takes so much it's a, to be, it's a process. People have to be patient. Yeah. yeah. Patience is key. Mm-hmm. Patience. I'm here. Patience, self-awareness, Patience, self. time. Mm-hmm. It's time and it's, uh, it needs to be authentic. Yes. You know, mutually beneficial. Yes. You know, you guys are dropping some good stuff. What's next with you? I know True Life Crime yes. is coming to a close. Well, this yeah. season. This season, This yeah. season is coming to a close. You out there setting New York on fire. Right. Um, on fire. Blazing. <laughs> on fire. They hot fire. So hot that they think you from New York. Yeah. Um, well, building upon the, the, the momentum from the finale of uh, season one of True Life Crime and having, like we said, a post-mortem with the team to figure out um, and listening to the viewers and, and thinking about what stories they want to hear told. How can we tell them even better? How can we make sure we're, we're serving the families and, and the viewers and everyone who's vested in these stories the best way possible? So over the next, that's that's what we'll do so that season two, when it comes out, is uh, just as impactful. And um, aside from that, uh, you know, just check domati.net and, and see what I'm up to, D-O-M-E-T-I.net. Uh, and um, what else? Working on some films uh, about uh, my trips to Ghana. I've been taking African-Americans to Ghana 20 at a time since 2016, and we're working on a documentary about the uh, relationship between Africans and African-Americans and the African diaspora. So working on that film, that should be out 2021, and uh, some speaking engagements this summer. So just uh, stay tuned for that. Documentary, investigative report, (laughs) all things for the community and the culture. (laughs) Absolutely, for the culture. For the culture. I love it. I have had such a good time having this conversation with you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. This is therapeutic. Yes, it's real good. This is our first time being interviewed together. Yes, it is. Yes. 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 I'm a trailblazer. You are a trailblazer. Yes. 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 You got a vision. For seeing that in us. Yes. Yeah, that's dope. And this is what happens. See, this is what happens. Somebody sees it in you first. It's just first step. That's a collaboration. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you a little light. When I saw you when at your event, your screening event, and then a finger speaking, and you're here, and it's in the space, I was like, this is a mean collaboration. You really don't see it a lot. You know, it's, it constantly comes up amongst siblings, how mm-hmm. tough it is. People are like, I want to just kind of stay out of your lane. Mm-hmm. But if you fit in that lane, if there's a way, yes. it was perfect, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, like you all said, at the first thing first is it's your siblings, mm-hmm. you know. And if the collaboration makes sense, then it happens. Right. But you guys are doing it so well within your businesses, within your personal brands that I had to have the conversation. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. So yes, that is it. Any other last gems? Oh no, how can people connect with you? Oh yeah. You mentioned Uh, your website, but tell us how people Everything is Domati, D-O-M-E-T-I underscore. Just a lot of new projects coming out. Um, Some that I I would love to talk about but can't yet, but... uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Uh, D-O-M-E-T-I underscore on all social media and just uh, throw that name in Google and just see what you find. Don't go to page five, though. Same. Um, a lot of things coming up. I, I talked a little bit about upcoming events. Like I said, I'm going to do a whole event about collaboration and, and building powerful partnerships because I think that's dope. Um, this conversation was really good and I want to continue it. 
and the ICANN Collective on all social media, theicancollective.com. You can find uh, me as well uh, through looking at the ICANN Collective. If you Google me, all information will be there because hey. Google's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Google. 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 You find all things. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you feel inspired to take your brand to the next level. And I hope we can stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram at Next Level Brand Behavior or on my personal page at Lindria Reynolds. Also, for more tips and tools on how to elevate your personal and business brand, feel free to visit my website at www.lindriareynolds.com. You'll also find past episodes of Next Level Brand Behavior. You can also subscribe, be the first to get some of these gems, and share them with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Until next time, be you and shine.